Hello and welcome back to the Talking Wolves podcast. I am your host, Matt Cooper, and today I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Dave as a party. Dave, how are you feeling, mate? Do I need to ask? Uh, ignoring the football, I'm okay, but uh, yeah, I'm sure this is going to be a very interesting podcast. Finn Morris, how are you? Are you more the same? Yeah, I'm just excited to get this out of the way almost. I think, well, is it? it's been a couple of days now and you know that you can't quite get over everything until we've ranted about it on a Monday night. So I've been looking forward to seeing you all and um, yeah, having a bit of a, a therapy session. I was looking forward to seeing you too, mate. And Jordan, <laughs> Jordan's also joined us. He nearly missed his podcast. He's got a bit of a, a migraine, but I understand, Jordan, that you've got a lot, quite a lot to get off your chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've literally dosed myself up with Nurofen, like, funneling down water as much as possible so if i go off camera it's to get more water uh, but yeah i've got a lot to get off my chest today so uh yeah enjoy <laughs> yeah strap yourselves in for this one guys because i think it's going to be one of those podcasts where we get a little bit emotional uh we we kind of put the wells to rights and then we'll have a couple of fun questions at the end but until then it's going to be very 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 serious so the big talking point is we've no other game to preview until after the international break. Most of the focus on today's podcast is going to be the 4-2 defeat against Leeds United on Molyneux Saturday. Pretty much a six-pointer, one we couldn't afford to lose. And of course, in typical Wolves fashion, they decided to throw it all away in in a very cheap manner. But Dave, let's start with the starting line. It was Raul Gomez from the start and also Pedro Neto. Um, Pedent keeps his place. When the teams came out, what were your initial thoughts? Surprised, I wasn't completely completely against the eleven. Um, I'm still still, I, I I'm not a big fan of that uh, starting three. Um, and I think I'm front even, three. yeah, sorry, yeah, the front three. Um, I like the midfield three. I thought Jao Gomez getting a chance. I thought he took that quite well. I thought he was all right on Saturday. Um, and obviously quite interesting to see No Nunes again. Um, but yeah, that front three is the one for me. Um, obviously, we'll talk about it more. Pedence was very poor. Neto obviously isn't ready. Or is he just not the player that we, we thought he would be? Um, just ineffective. Um, other than that, obviously, the back four. I, I, I was half expecting to see Aiton Ori in there. Um, I know Lopetegui said he was out for tactical reasons. I'm not sure if there was a knock in there, but I'm, I'm sure he would have used that as an excuse if there was. Um, but yeah, it's just... With Lopetegui, as we know, and we've said it pretty much every week, we don't, he doesn't. I don't think he knows his best eleven, and we still don't know his best eleven yet um, because it's just chopped and changed every week. When you say tactical decisions, though, forgive me if I'm wrong, but was there another fullback on the bench? No. So yeah, I don't think there was. So, so he's it, obviously it, left him out for stuff that's not tactical and not because of an injury. He's obviously sending a message to him. You would you would have at least one fullback on the bench, would. wouldn't you? Unless, Especially unless with he... how injury prone Johnny is. Uh, it was something that um, Bruno Lars used to always bring up about how much you need to change the fullbacks as well, wasn't it? Albeit we were playing five at the back, but Diego Costa was even on the bench. He's not. Do you a think he's? Yeah, you think he's fitter and, and sharper? That bearing in mind what he came off yeah. injured a couple of weeks ago, and everyone was saying he's going to be out for over like a month, mm. and then he's on the bench ahead of Aiton Ori. So not not a sh- not a clue what happened there. Got to be something else going on there. Yeah. But Finn, let's talk. Let's talk about the the, the first goal. Um, it's not great defending from Samada. One thing that I don't understand is that we know that the threat that Notto is is a terrific young player, explosive. 
strong as well. And 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 as a as end product can probably roast most fullbacks in the league. Why on earth are we not doubling up on him? Because everyone else seems to do it apart from Wolves. Yeah, everyone else seems to do it to him. Everyone does it to when, like when when we're playing someone, they'll do it to Traore as well. So it was very strange. It's another one of those ones this season as well where we had the warning signs. I think it was was it against Brighton as well where the same move had been tried a few times before and then it came off again. It's like, come on, like you, you're getting warnings. And as you say, was like that. On the on the uh, podcast last week, I was going to say about Nonto because he actually came from um, Grass Hopper's rival club. So I've always yeah. had a thing because he was with them on Football Manager when I played as him. So he was always like a rival player. So in real life, I respect him now, but he was always like the bane of my existence. So um, Football Manager seems to have got that one right because he's a quality player. But as you say, yeah, you have to double up on him. That's what everyone does to a, to the most dangerous player in a team. It's weird that we didn't. Mm. And George, to concede so early as well from, uh, and from you know, for me, a poor goal to concede, it sets the tone for the rest of the game, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just shocking. You've almost climbed an uphill battle straight away within like the first six minutes of the game and like I say you could see the warning signs were, were there and it sounds stupid to say but we probably deserve to be 1-0 down for six minutes because Leeds really were pressing us back a little bit and the defending from Tomato he's just not good enough it's just completely not good enough he's literally stood a couple of yards off him showed him to the byline showed him where all the space is and literally Nantos just said thank you very much got to the byline put it back for Harrison and it's a it's so quite a simple goal, really. And for me, we weren't switched on in that first 15 minutes or so. You could probably argue we weren't switched on for the 90 minutes um, <laughs> in some periods of play. But yeah, that first goal is just, it's just terrible. But I think the defending gets worse as the goals go on, to be honest. Overall play, I don't think we played that. I know we lost the game 4-2, so we obviously played badly enough. But I don't think we played that badly in possession. But it was... Individual errors such as that, such as Johnny, which we'll come on to. You could even have a look at Saar for the third. Adama deciding that he, if he just puts his arms down by his side and shrugs his shoulders, then he, the ref stops play. Individual mistakes like that that are just, when you're fighting amongst it, completely unacceptable. It's don't think that we actually played that badly, Dave. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if you sort of take your your Wolves glasses off and actually like almost view the game as a neutral. Defensively, I think both teams are absolutely atrocious. And I think, you know, especially that second half, the way that Leeds still defended when they were only defending a one-goal lead, you know, if they were coming up against the half-competent attacking side, they would have, you know, been in a lot of trouble. But our defence, I know we were going for it towards the end of the game, but obviously when Adama came on at right back, the obvious thing was for Adama to, to attack down the right-hand side, but every time Leeds picked up the ball, it was just like, who, who's going to be back there? Who's actually going to help out and defend? Um, but yeah, we were all over the shop. When you look at the stats, you know, attacking-wise, we should have scored more goals, but at the same time, we shouldn't have gone, what, three goals down? You know, it was our own fault just to really, really pull defensive play but yeah Lopetegui's got to look into that sooner rather than later because yeah we were really really poor at the back yeah I think the the goal from set pieces as well the goal from set piece may be a, a coincidence or not but with Dawson going off he seems to organise that back line well and Collins and as, as we've said before centre-back partnerships centre-back pairings are as much about the partnerships as they are individuals and we, we know that Kilman and Collins even after four or five games had a good start but completely fell off the uh, the face of the earth in terms of the performances together but 
Let's talk about the Samedo penalty shout. I don't think it's a penalty. If you look at what Southampton got against Spurs, it's a penalty. But I don't think really either are. I don't know what I don't know what you lads feel, Dave. I think I think it's a pen personally. I thought it, it obviously it's very hard for me to see the actual ins and outs from the South Bank end, but I thought it's enough to be a penalty. But again, it's one of those where, as a football fan now, I'm going to a match and I don't know what's onside or offside. I don't know what's a handball and not a handball. And I don't know what's a foul and not a foul because every single game, every single passage of play, the rules seem to change. Uh, but from from what I've seen, I think Samedo gets to the ball first and then he's, his ankles kicked. So for me, it should be a penalty. George, what do you reckon? I think it probably so. I think it probably is a penalty. However, I don't think it's clear and obvious to get overturned. And I hope that makes sense and not me sitting on the fence. But I don't think Furpo gets any of the ball, or if not a lot of the ball. Um, but the Pope one the week before was more of a penalty than that one, and had yeah. worse decisions than the Samada one. Like. I sort of think it is a penalty, but it's not for me. It's not clear and obvious. Which again, I know it's probably going to piss a few people off who are listening to this. To, but again, I'm trying to be so I'm trying to be so like subjective uh, and non-biased as possible here. Like the problem is, like you said, Dave, is that you just don't know what is or what what constitutes a foul or doesn't constitute a foul. Um, a couple of years ago, it was any contact. Now it seems to be excessive contact and force, and it has to be completely clear and obvious. Is at least what the uh, PGMOL say, but again, that interpretation changes every week because you see like daft things get overturned all the time. It just feels like we get the the wrong end of the stick of it all. And again, I'll, I'll, there's probably more to come in this podcast about that. But um, yeah, I just think the, the standard officiated for all teams in the Premier League shocking at the moment. And I don't think it's just Wolves that do get the bad decisions, yeah. whatever, you know, I think it's poor across the board. To sum it up with penalties like that, it's like, in my and I'm sure in our like ideal idyllic game of football, the rules like that's not a penalty, but 10, 15, 20 of those get given a season and 10, 15, 20 of those don't. That's where it's just that inconsistency. So I wouldn't say it's penalty, but as you say, like I said to you before, Matt, the uh, the Southampton one, there's no contact there. You see Salah, Bruno, any of the teams up there getting those, Kane. Um, so it's a penalty in that sense. So it's like. If you can't beat them, join them. But we never seem to get to join them. So, why? Why do you yes. two not think it's a penalty though? Do you think he gets to the ball then? Well, that's why. It, it because if it's it's not, he could have stayed up. He could have stayed up, couldn't he? But in in the rules of football at the moment, he's felt the contact. If it's like contact equals penalty, so it should be. But in my rule, it's, that's not. He could have carried on if he really wanted, couldn't he? That's that's the thing. But we're not getting it either way. So I don't think the contact's enough for him to go down the way he did. But, but it never is, is it? For any pen. No, but it this never is, it never is. But you see them given for exactly. other clubs and, and, mm. and, and for us this weekend, not on, on, on the weekend before. But so I, I don't know about you lads, but I'm just getting a bit sick of hearing about it, if I'm totally honest. I'm sick of Lopetegui coming out and saying the rest of shit. I'm sick of Neves and the likes coming out and saying the rest of shit. I'm glad they've stopped the Instagram post. But the refs are... <laughs> The referee, the officials, VAR operators in the Premier League are well below par. And we know that. But there's shit for everyone. And we've got to stop using refereeing decisions as an excuse and a smokescreen for the fact that we're in a massive, we're in a relegation battle now. And it looks like confidence is, is, 
is starting to crumble a little bit. Like, I am genuinely sick of hearing it because I know exactly what's going to be said. Yes, the decisions are poor, but they're poor for quite a lot of teams. I mean, we even look at the first game of the season when we played Leeds. Sar comes out and cleans, is it Christensen, yeah. the, the, um, yeah. the right back? It's a, it's a nailed on penalty. Newcastle should have had one against us when Nunes pulled Longstaff back in the in the second, third game. Like it, it works both ways. And yes, we may feel that recently that things have gone against us a bit more because they probably have, but the f- officials are shit. But we've got to stop using that as an excuse. It don't matter if the officials are shit if you go out and win the game. Mm. I, it's just say we'll take Newcastle then in the last two games. We could play as well as we want, but we weren't given a penalty against Newcastle. Newcastle then get a goal weirdly disallowed against Forest. That's a six-point swing down the bottom. It's those like big, obvious ones. I think it's the the apology-level decisions that have started to get to people, aren't they? Almost the, the ones it's because where it's, it's like... coming all at the same time as well. I think exactly. if that Newcastle yeah. one or this one was in a few weeks' time, I don't think there would have been the uproar. But it's when we get dubious decisions... It seems like in such a short space of time. I do agree. You know, yeah. we we were sh- we were shit on Saturday. Full stop. <laughs> you know, I, like after the game, when I've like looked at it, I thought like we had some awful passages of play, and we should have played a lot better. Um, but I think it's when it comes all at the same the same sort of time. And I think both instances, the Newcastle game for me, it's a nil nil. Their goalkeeper gets sent off. They go down to ten men. That gives us a huge advantage. And then that, that game there as well, the game goes to 1-1 if we get that penalty. So I think it's just the timing of the decision. Again, mm. if that was a penalty shout in the 90th minute and we were still 3-1 down or whatever, no one would have given a shit. But yeah, it's it's, crude, it's yeah. because it's because of the timing of them all as well. But that, like, you know, I don't think that excuses the poor performances at all. Even with the Newcastle game though, like the reason why we lost that game because we weren't good enough, it wasn't nothing to do with the refereeing decisions for me. Like we barely laid a glove on Newcastle. The goal that we scored was I thought fortunate. Um, yeah, but if, if yeah, but if that penalty got given, which you should have yeah, done, yeah, they would have had yeah. Like, yeah, 10 like Bournemouth hardly laid a glove on us, did they? And they, they won the game. So it's yeah. like you sometimes you get results you don't deserve. I think it is anything if anything happened in that Leeds game because of recent things we were gonna kick off. In a normal week, if that first half added time was added on two minutes when there was probably about ten minutes of stoppages, no one says anything, but it's because of that sort of constant piling up in it. And that was that was one of the ones that got me more than it should have. Two minutes. What? The one thing Wolves do have to be cautious of, and I think it's come in, especially since Bruno Lage took over, is just the dirtiness and almost petty side of things, not even on the pitch. Because, like, yeah, like in the summer, was it in? It was the behind closed doors games in pre season. I mean, scraps against Villarreal, B team. <laughs> and then one, one, even when Lopetegui took over, there was a massive scrap and that had to be broken up. Like, you're doing that in pre-season games and it's like against B teams. And then like officials are going to come into these matches, especially after the lap one on, on Saturday, uh, Saturday and think like anything, as soon as Lopetegui says a word to me, I'm going to book him or I'm going to send him off because they just won't have it anymore. They won't take it. So we just need to let the football do the talking. And if we did that on Saturday, we would have won. I, walls of, well, not walls. But players and and the manager have, have made it very us versus them with officials, and yeah. whether they're subconsciously or consciously realizing that the officials that's that's how they they realize it. So they probably think, you know what? Subconsciously, fuck them. Like yeah. if, if it's a fifty fifty decision, we're going to give it the other way because all they all they're doing is is dragging my colleagues' names through 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 the mud. George, I don't know if you agree with that. 
Yeah, <clears throat> I do to some extent. I think I've mentioned it on the fans rat. I think the biggest the biggest sort of enemy to this Wolves team at the moment is themselves. And we beat mm-hmm. ourselves most weeks. We get too irate in emotional decisions. We would like to say it's us first world mentality. It doesn't work for us because we're petulant. We we you know, I know Lamina got sent off for something stupid, but we do Hassan around Harry referees. Neves is always moaning at the referees and the officials. We do that more than most teams. Like we we probably aren't the favourites in terms of with that with the referees association. We do make it we do kick up a stink. Yes, we've had some bad decisions, but I think petulance and all this sort of stuff comes in. And this is like the same thing with kids you played against growing up as little kids and stuff. People who think they're better than they actually are are the ones who are petulant and can't accept decisions and throw the toys out of the pram. And that is Wolverhampton Wanderers to a T right now. The players on in that squad think they're a good players individually. They are not a good team. They are not a good team. We are where we are because we deserve to be there. We picked up one point now from Bournemouth and Leeds in four fixtures. This team is not a good team. We've got too many prima donnas. Give me 17th right now and gut the fucking lot because there's so many of them now that I'm sick of watching week in, week out. Coming on here on podcasts and trying to defend, I've had enough of them all. And I know Matt, I can tell Matt's the same, but I've, just, I've had enough of this this squad. Literally, gut them, bomb them, start again. I've just want to, yeah, I've, I've had enough of them, to be honest with you. The petulance pisses it, me off. It's the chucking my arms up in the air brigade at the minute. Pedence, Neto, not Neto. If he if he gets the ball taken off and he thinks it's a foul, instead of getting back, he chucks his arms up in the air. I'm not doing a single out out players, but they're the two for me. Pedence at, at the weekend trying to cross turn himself into the ground, like and losing the ball and chucking himself on the floor. There's absolutely no way a referee's ever ever going to give those. But just get on with it. Just get on with it because we're in a relegation battle and. If we get relegated at the end of the year, it's not going to have an asterisk next to our name saying, but they were all done by by officials. <laughs> no one's going to care. And none of these players are, are going to be here to pick up the burden of getting the club back into the Premier League because they'll all yeah. fuck off. Because they won't, they won't want anything to do with it. And they're, and they're partly to blame. I don't think they're fully to blame, but they're partly to blame. Yeah. But the, uh, I, mean, that, I was going to say, Matt, I'd add to that. I was just, just going to say, I'd add to that. You get unlucky in one-off games. You get bad officiating decisions in one-off games. You are not unlucky to get relegated after 38 Premier League football games. I'm sorry. No. Like over the course of the season. The reality is this Wolves team doesn't create enough chances on the whole and we don't score enough goals. And it's a complete recipe for disaster. So I, if we go down, we deserve to go down. I don't want people to think this podcast is like completely knee-jerk or they've lost one game a couple of weeks ago. They were saying waxing lyrical, but... I think it's just the uproar that's come around about moaning about officials. For me, it's almost like the straw that's broke the camel's back. Like the last few weeks, yes, I felt a bit sorry for them because it hasn't gone their way. But now you've just got to get on with it and stop whinging and go out there and win the game. I mean, I mean, there's even an argument that Craig Dawson could have been sent off for two yellow cards. And I don't think if it would, would have been sent off, many of us would probably would have moaned. The Johnny red card is probably two red cards. It's that bad. It's awful. Hmm. And the... Adama one, yes, he's, he's he's pulled his shirt, but you don't just stop. I know, I know, it's very kind of yudar, but what do they teach you when you when you when you're six and kicking a ball around? We play to the whistle, don't you? And he, and he's just stopped. 
Um, yeah, but they also teach referees that a shirt pulls a foul. So it's like with all the stuff, it's a it's a chicken and egg thing, and it's like but I'm, like I'm, with it with like, all the sport. How big we we know that a shirt pull isn't a foul though. Like if mm, you're being dragged yeah. down by your shirt, it's a foul. But if it's a little tug, then the yeah. referee's probably going to give it. And that when it yeah. comes down to that unconscious bias, they're mm. probably thinking or or you know in the back of their mind, Wolves have been tossed to us the past few weeks. They've been very loud in the press. When it's a 50-51, it's now 51% in favour of Leeds. Because yeah. I think, you know, it, it, me to be, being away from Wolves fan, if, if I was a referee and all they're doing was the club bashing bashing my organisation, the press, I'd probably think, yeah, you know what, I'm not going to... No, it is, it is. It's 100% a thing because yeah. if there is a 50-50 decision, and that's probably why, again, if there was no <clears> trouble for the rest of the game and that goal, hap- that goal occurred, he probably would have disallowed it. Well, because he yeah. thought, right, at the time, he thought, a player's pushed my linesman. I've been shouted at and sworn at for the for the last half an hour. Fuck him. I'm, I'm going to disallow it because yeah. I've been given the opportunity. Oh, I mean, I'm going to allow it because I've been given the opportunity to do so. But it, it's 100% a thing. Uh, if there are 50-50 decisions, you know, if so, if someone's, if some blokes called you, you know, a twat half an hour ago, you're probably going <laughs> to side with the guy on the opposite dugout. Yeah, simple but, as but that. Yeah, we all would. And it doesn't mean yeah. it's right, but yeah. it... It happens. I'm not saying I've been Wolves told by win. a Premier League referee they do that. I won't yeah, say who, but I, I did. so yeah. Yeah, but I, like I, the, the, pl- the players and the club shouldn't pander and be like, you know what, the referees they get it wrong. But it's ble- pretty much every single press conference for the last six weeks. It's, it's all we've heard, and they obviously listened and they've apologised. And yes, they are human. They get things wrong. They're not very good at the jobs. We know that, but they're not very good at the jobs for everyone. So let's just knuckle down, pull our socks up and get on with it. Because if you go out there and win the game and you go out there and don't make the individual mistakes that we did and we have attackers who are decisive in and around the area and have a bit of conviction about it, then it doesn't matter because we win the game and it all shrinks to insignificance. You might say, think, yeah, the referees were shit, but it's not even a talking point. Mm. But it's just being used as an excuse. But let's talk about the... The other, the other Leeds goals. I know we've been on a bit of a rant there, but I think it's, I think it, I think it's needed to be said. Um, so changes at half time with Armour and Collins came on. I think the Dawson substitution. I don't know if you agree. It's probably more for protection of another yellow because I think like, even Lopetegui saw that second yellow and thought bloody hell, like we've rode our luck there. But the Ailing goal, set piece, absolutely ghosting at the back. Saw maybe at fault. Johnny, Joao Gomez not tracking his man. Combination of the lot. All just turning around each other, putting their arms out. Schoolboy stuff. Yeah, it's an absolute absolute mess. I, I've not really watched it back in detail, but it looks like it, looked like it was Joao Gomez's man, to be honest. But, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, you, when you're desperate to try and get back into a game, yeah, you don't mind, you know, conceding from a set piece as such, you know, as long as it's a good ball and a good header. But when it's as easy as that, that's... Just dead, dead frustrating to concede goals like that. What do you reckon, lads? Who, who's at who's at fault there? Well, I mean, you don't have to single players yes. out, but I know I've just that. But it's it, it, these kind of individual mistakes aren't just not acceptable. Yeah, it's just pretty obvious, isn't it? It's not like you can say I think it's so and so to blame. It's if it's your man. And for what's worth, I thought Joao Gomez played pretty well, and I'd say we arguably had control of the midfield. Is the only area where we're probably superior. Um, but on that one, yeah, it, it's you've got no excuse for that. Um, 
I haven't watched it back, but I just remember Gomez being the nearest man and, and Aileen having, what, five yards to himself at the back post is ridiculous. I thought it was a terrible game, but he still comes away from Molyneux with a goal again. It's just it's frustrating all around. Mm. It, wasn't, it wasn't great, was it? But he still, like I said, he still come, comes away with a goal. Jord, second goal. Thoughts? It was, uh, well, what, I have watched it back, so I'm a bit of a fucking sad sack. Yeah, I've watch watched it back as well. Like... I didn't want it, but yeah. I feel like if nah. you're going to... Try and throw someone under the bus a little bit, then you have to really just try and get the right player. <laughs> yeah, no, and it, and you, yeah, it is. Jared Gomez is sort of just sort. Of, I don't know what he's done. He's he's his goal side of Ailing, and then he's like he's passed him on to the invisible man because you can see he like sort of just go like shepherds him off. Ailing just goes to the back post. He's got five yards of space. What I will say, Matt, I think it's a bit harsh on calling Sar out for that goal because a couple of yards out, but still, like. He's got a million, you know, Aiden's got fucking Asda car park to himself and age to put it put it in. And yeah, I think again that's something else that's really annoyed me about this. Like, and again, it's so min- minor, but it has pissed me off. He's like Aiden's put the photo on Instagram and then Robbie Keane's like giving him claps because he did like the Robbie Keane celebration. And like Robbie Keane was like my idol growing up and like the <laughs> And you know what? I'm just like Robbie Keane, get fucked. I'm like you fucking knobbed. Um, so even that's annoying me now. I'm even getting annoyed at my heroes. So it's not even a yeah. This is yeah. Just we need to move on. I'll <laughs> quick tell him on FIFA for you, Wasn't, George. Um, that makes you feel better. Connor Cody was liking someone's photos about us being a super on it last week or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really care about that stuff to be honest. Nah. The mates, and it the, the mates. Cody will probably never play for the club again. So why not? But let's talk about the third one, third goal, because that, that for me is a... It says in the notes, Johnny, what the fucking hell are you doing? <laughs> uh, honestly, I've watched it back again, and <laughs> I'm still in disbelief. I'm it in felt like we in the North Bank, Matt. It felt like slow motion, didn't it? Yeah. It was like, what? exactly what you said, what are you doing? And then, yeah, I haven't watched it back, but it looks even worse. Just, like, just put, it, put the ball out. Anywhere, <laughs> he's like trying to shield it, but le- left his legs wide open. So, like Christian, so you can just like poke the le- his his foot through, get the ball away from Johnny, and run around him. But what's and he shielding it from? Fuck knows. He, literally, like you said, he's just got. I like even if he just puts it to safety out for a corner, just put your foot through it anywhere. It's just, but like it's really, really poor. That is, and it's the same. The Isaac goal last week was re- a really good header, but he was too weak for that as well. Like, he should have been a lot stronger for that as well. So, that was just really frustrating. That just sort of summed up his afternoon because he was absolutely awful, I think. He, pre- he did pretty much everything in in that game. Yeah. <laughs> Red card. I mean, the goal he took was fantastically. It's such a great Mate, technique. Even, the finish that. is unbelievable. I, I, I can say that to him, but that adds like a 0.5 onto his performance. <laughs> and that's how it bad was- he was. It it, it it was awful, and I, like I do feel for him because before the injury, he was such a good player. Like for me, like one of the best fullbacks in in the league. 100%. Just just the, the complete fullback, and he's obviously his knees are shot to bits, and he's come back, and it looks like and he's putting out of his misery. It's awful, uh, but yeah. he's probably had a couple, two or three good games since he's come back from that injury. And yeah. you've got to you've got to be thinking if you're Ryan out in Ori, what have I what have I done wrong? This is what I'm saying. If you know Johnny's playing, he's not playing very well, and Aiton Ori's not even on the bench, and Lopetegui's yeah. saying he's not injured. Some Something, something's not right there. 
Yeah, he's just obviously a bit of a knobhead, and he'd be on. Like, and again, I don't want to speculate, but Aitner, he's obviously a bit of a knobhead, and he'd be on the scenes because he fell out with Larg, Larger as well, didn't he? And he's been in that team for a while now uh, under different managers and regimes. So there's obviously attitude or something that isn't right there. I think with Johnny, like I say, it's such a shame that he's he is what he is now because I thought he was, like I say, one of the best fullbacks in the league pre pre first ACL, like. Come up against anyone one on one. I thought he's defensively, he was unbelievable. Mm. Defender never got, never had a bad game. Um, and yeah, I don't like to say the third goal. It was like he was like a girl twerking up a bloke at a Chris Brown concert. I don't know what he was trying to do. <laughs> Just got grinding up and down his thigh, and then yeah, and again, like I think Kilman chocking for the goal as well. Like I think Kilman's terror. Like gives him two, three yards space, about eight yards out. It's just it's so, so bad. And like again. I'm not Kilman's biggest fan. I've said this for, for a long time now. But the fact like he's our vice captain says it all for, for me about this team because I think he's anything Too but nice. a leader. Too nice. Not anything but Too a leader nice. for me. The, the team show aggression though, but in the wrong in the wrong ways. Like with the, the whinging and the just the, the petulant. Like you want your team to be aggressive, but aggressive in the right way. Like attacking the ball and it's just I don't know. It's just, it's just very, it's, it's just a very, very nice team. This is the, the this is this is where it'll be interesting next uh, next game with Forest because of all the shit that happened with them in the cup. You would mm. expect Wolves to turn up to the Forest ground and be fucking bickering and everything with them. So it's a big test to see if Wolves can actually, like I said earlier, let the football do the talking because everybody listening to this knows that on paper Wolves are a better team and have better footballers than Forest, but we just fucking thinking too much and letting other teams and officials get in our head too much. So if they can let the football do the talking next game at Forest Ground, that will be absolutely sound. But it's a big if. Yeah. The comeback though, I I think even at 2-0, if we get a goal, we're, we're, we're right we're right back in it. That's why the third one was such a sickener because we were, for me, still not creating chances because as, as you said earlier, Dave, that both defensive displays were truly awful. Yeah. Johnny's goal Taken with a plum, fantastic. Um, nice to see Cunha get on the school street, albeit massive helping hand. That's the only way yeah. we're probably going to score. But created chances, lads, but there's just no cutting edge or just too indecisive in and around the area. I just, I, I, I do not get it. There were was, was a number of times, and I, I think Cunha had one or two, Jimenez, fucking hell, the one way he was about three yards out. It was a great, to be fair. I'll give Melier some praise because I think it's a great save, but you've got to put that in the back of the net. Because uh, again, Adama came on and just completely changed it. But that was only at one nil as well. You know, he created a couple of good good chances uh, even before they scored from the corner. Um, but just look at the amount of chances we had. A couple of times where Sarabia gets the ball in the right areas, and it's just like, how how are you not bringing this down and putting and getting a shot away or getting a shot on target? It was just really really frustrating, but. You know, we've got the second goal. I thought, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get something out of this game, and that's why it killed when they obviously scored. I think the red card killed a lot of that momentum as well. Um, but when they scored the fourth goal and all the bickering and stuff, I thought, you know, even if we had a chance of getting something out of this game, the amount of time we've wasted here, just no chance whatsoever. Um, but we we played all right, like going forward. You know, passages of play were half decent, but the two things wrong with our team were. 
the three at the front and the four at the back, like you said, Finn earlier, the midfield wise, you're all right. Yeah. Dominate <laughs> yeah, large parts of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the front the front lot and the back lot were absolutely shit. <laughs> well, even I saw stats today because I I was saying um they had four shots on target, didn't they, Leeds, and scored four goals. And I and I looked at the uh other fourteen earlier and it was most touches in the opposition box. <laughs> we yeah, were top of that. Well. Leeds were near the bottom. Yeah. Um yeah, so that just shows a both but I thought Sarabia did well when he came on as well. Like was was buzzing around, linked the play well, coming short for it, progressing it well. He's like a Wolves but, player though. He does it, they all do that and then they can't score. So he's gonna fit right in. Yeah, the the new was the goal was because um, I'd left by this point. I don't know. <laughs> was was the goal before the Nunes red or was it, or was it from the Nunes? From, it's as from a result. From the red the red card was as a result because Nunes is going yeah. mad at the liner. About so why it wasn't a foul. The goal itself, play to the whistle. We've already discussed it. That Nunes red though, and again coming back to that that bias, unconscious bias. It's never it's never a red card for long as I've got old my ass. Like it's just not a red card. But you know what? I will be surprised if they overturn it because again, it's it's Wolves that pissed us off, and it'll be it'll be the descent that was shown. Well, you're going to have descent if you. Get sent off for nothing. There's, yeah. there's a couple of ways of looking at it because there's one way where you think, you know, a sane person knows that he ain't pushed the lino. Um, and with all the apologies they've given us, they think, all right, we owe Wolves a little bit. But then on the flip side, I don't think the Mitrovic incident helped because they're going to want to start res- like setting a standard now, a precedent in, in regards to officials. And two, I bet you'll use an excuse of why is he that far? I think he was just outside the dugout as well. Like, the, you know, the, the technical area. So I bet they use that as an excuse as well. So it could go either way. I don't think that. I don't think they'll overturn it and it'll just be like a two no. fingers up to walls. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, think I don't think they'll overturn it because, uh, to be fair, if you look at it, and again, Nunes has a... The linesman's backed into Nunes, but... The linesman will argue that he's being crowded by that four or five Wolves members of staff or yeah, something. It's enough, though. No, it's not, but that that would be the counter-argument. They're not going to... I don't think they're going to... What I'm trying to say is I don't think they'll rescind it. I think you can quite clearly see the linesman's backed into Nunes. Nunes hasn't gone to the linesman, but Nunes, the linesman's backed into Nunes to get away from Lopetegui and a couple of coaches and all that sort of stuff. But the fact that there's contact... Moves extremely loosely, like you said there, Dave. Like the Mitrovic stuff, and I'm not comparing it to the Mitrovic stuff because no, no. he lost the edge yesterday. But you can't give Mitrovic a five, six, seven game ban, whatever they're going to end up doing, which is right, by the way. I don't mean you should put your hands on the official like he did, but they can't do that and let Nunes. Well, they're not going to overturn something for something that would be in the same category very loosely as as the Mitrovic one. I can't see him. Well, how can you be like they've let Bruno off with them. How can you be surprised at setting a precedent we're not going to punish Bruno and then be surprised when it happens or it happens yeah. on like they're saying kids well, football pitches or anything it, like it's like they made the well, let, really week in week out this week in week out though. Well they let they let what the Bruno one go, haven't they? And then they've had been loads of backlash about it from like grassroots referees talk sport, sky sports, all this sort of stuff. And again, come back to this thing of Bruno Fernandes plays for Manchester United and Mateus Nunes plays for Wolverhampton Wanderers and you'll see what the difference is. Because, yeah. At least it shows he cares about the club. Come on. (laughs) The thing is though, like, 
when when it happened and I he saw him sent off for dissent, I put in our group chat saying he's a clown. But when you look at it back, I don't think you can blame him at all. Lopetegui obviously doesn't fancy him anyway, but I don't I don't think he can be blamed for that. I just think he, they've got the, the the wrong decision and he's shown a bit of a bit of passion, you know. And, and and I think the players at the week, people um, were maybe criticising the fight and desire. I saw, I saw plenty of fight and desire. It's just individual mistakes that cost yeah. us. I, I don't think that the desires are a problem, but mm. just not being good enough. It was the problem, and for me, that's worse. Um, yeah, but well, if if they don't overturn it, it's either a, a two match ban for dissent or a three match ban for violent conduct. Or maybe even more against the referee. So, which one is it? And that then puts us at two unprecedented players sent off: one for walking aggressively, one for getting bumped into. The first VAR thing this season for someone to go over to VAR screen and not overturn it. You've got blatant penalty. So, like, I know we are saying we need to be. Well, more is that the first time this season? I think it's pretty sure. There's Probably. only been one two seasons ago, wasn't there? So. Uh, I know, like we were trying to be all light about it, but the more I talk about it, the more I am like, yeah, I don't blame him for getting annoyed so much. And as you say, shows he cares. Nunes, yeah, but he doesn't want to win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why. Agreed. <sighs> anyway, the bet mate pot was free to enter for your sh- well, a share of fifty pound. Um, now, in terms of talking walls performance, there's it was it it was pretty poor. I I finished just outside the plate, paid places. I think George wasn't too far behind me, but Finn, mate, come on, finish joint bottom. You only, finished, you, only finished, you only finished above him in alphabetical order. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? I can't even remember what I did. We it was all walls heavy, heavy, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. But how have you ended up nearly? Well, I I didn't have any of the sending offs. Well, obviously because Nunes wasn't in playing. But yeah, Captain Jimenez is going to hurt a little bit. But I haven't had Johnny. I, I don't know how oh, I've managed that. I'm first. quite impressed. Yeah. Yeah. I, had Jack, I had Jack Harrison as my Leeds player, to be fair. I think he got two assists in a... I had Nonta, so, yeah. Neves, got, Neves did well as well, didn't he? Yeah. You didn't have yeah. Neves captain, Finn, that's why. Everyone else did. Possibly, yeah. Neves does well every single week, though, doesn't he? He's mm. in that absolute banker for like six or seven points easily. But big shout out to Slacky9555, who won the pot by 0.5 points by half a point so I bet he's happy by winning by such a fine margin but there's no pot this weekend obviously because Wolves aren't playing but there will be a load of international fixtures on there for you to get stuck into so why not if you've not signed up use the link in the description down below and get stuck into it they've introduced some new game modes as well which are which are fantastic go and go and give it a go and of course with all that be gamble aware um the the biggest winners, though, for this weekend um Leeds United fans because they have now overtaken Nottingham Forest as the weirdest fan base in the Premier League. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to Leeds United. <laughs> we had a lot of questions this week. I'll probably say 15% of them from Leeds United fans. I don't get it. I've, 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 do you, if we ever win a game, do you, can you ever think, do you ever think, maybe on Twitter... But would you ever think hundreds of Wolves fans would go over to a Leeds United video and comment on it? Because every comment on the on our videos will Leeds fans. And there will be on this podcast as well. There will be Leeds fans that won't even listen to the praise that we've given to them or 
the fact that some of we don't agree with some of the refereeing decisions or do agree with the, some of the decisions, we should say, but they'll still give a stick. They are a proper strange bunch. Mm. And I would love it if them and Forrest go down as long as we stay up. <laughs> <laughs> How about if all three of us go down, would you love it then? Yeah, it's like you've got to sacrifice ourselves, Dave. But... I think I'd top myself. <laughs> <laughs> Only because we've got to play in the game next season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, some of the, like some of the questions that we've had as well. Like, I, well don't, I, think... I don't remember... I don't think I, they quite, I, quite grasp the fact that it's not against that. Like, I don't like any football fan can see if these decisions that we've had recently have gone against Leicester, you go, oh, that's unfortunate. But they seem to take it as a thing against Leeds, don't they? It's like, no, so, none yeah, of us said, oh, Leeds have got away with that there. They said, like, we, we are rattled, but it's a Monday evening and you're still tweeting about Wolves. So it's, <laughs> so, oh, just woke up and uh, is there still a conspiracy about Wolves? We're not fucking asked about Leeds. Like, yeah, you know, no more games like, this know, season. Yeah, leave it. The ref. I think the most you'd you'd probably see if Wolves win a game, it's they'd clip up an opposition vlogger, like say the Southampton game, and there was the kid that got the last minute winner. People would do that, and then it's like have a quick laugh for a couple of hours, and that's it. But when it's days on end, picking up every single thing, it, yeah, it's yeah. very strange. The thing that probably like, epitomises it for me was the reverse fixture at Ellen Road, where. Me and Dave are recording our, our <laughs> post-match outside the ground, and some um, some Leeds fan walked past and called us both gay boys. Um, <laughs> and then so, we walked up the street, and he was there, like deep throwing a lolly. So, yeah, and I had a few <laughs> choice words to say about him. He absolutely <laughs> yeah. shit himself. He was <laughs> a little bastard. But yeah, it's it, it it's been relentless. Like I don't like. Obviously, you like to celebrate a win, but. I don't, I don't go over, and, it, and again, it's not all Leeds fans. It's just obviously a, a small proportion of the. But I don't like if we win a game. I like to go to the pub and celebrate. I don't yeah. sit on Twitter like replying to fan channels, YouTube comments. Like, who's asked? Like, Mate, who's the, asked? The one at the one at Ellen Road. My girlfriend said the train, the walk from the train station was a bit far, and got put on a podcast and clipped up and criticised our fitness. It's like, like everything gets taken. It's like point evidence oh, explains. Hell. I won't criticise yeah, it's, our it's fitness. Imagine. Mike, she's well fit. <laughs> 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 oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only messing, mate. I'm only messing. But yeah, I think. For me this season, Arsenal fans, Forest fans, and Leeds fans have probably been the strangest. Mate, do you see? Do you see the Arsenal fan within the Leeds fans complaining about the David Luiz penalty? Oh my god! <laughs> and this gets brought up like, like three years ago. I've seen that tweet more times than the. This is the best feature on iOS, and it's the code that gets sent to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. <"Well>, still. <laughs> the thing is, this sort of thing, like, it's not like. Mutual, like across the season, they're fair enough because, yeah, you might say it balances out, but you can't be picking up refereeing decisions from during fucking lockdown and using that against us. And the I'll thing is, so I'll go and find a decision from where they, they were in the European Cup or Champions League fucking 20 <laughs> years ago or whatever and, and see what's said. Yeah, but you remember that handball by Pascal Segan nailed on? Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> remember when Mark the Duke was brought down in six yards out? No, I don't <laughs> give thing, a shit. The thing is, though, that, the, the David Louise William Jose thing gets brought up every single time, but it's the right decision. Like, yeah. The rules, yeah, the rules are daft, and it makes a decision stupid <laughs> because because it's not a genuine attempt to play the ball, and he's accidentally clipped him. It's a straight red. That rule was brought in if someone gets absolutely wiped out, but unfortunately, that's the rule, and it's a problem with the rule. And, and they I still saw... don't get it that it's a penalty. <laughs> and Do you remember, um, 
I know I've used this word in this podcast, so it's quite hypocritical, but they were making a thread of, I think it was Arsenal decisions, but it was against Wolves. It said, unprecedented situation where Martinelli sent off. When he took out Pedence, when he took yeah, a throw in and then yeah, two-footed yeah. someone, they're going, Unpre-. it's like because no one's stupid enough to attack a throwing taker and then two-footed someone. It, I, I thought that was yeah. unbelievable refereeing, that was. Yeah, super. Like, yeah, weird, very weird. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, we just need to, fact, like, all I see on Twitter as well is like, Fred from Wolves fans about refereeing decisions. Like, nothing is going to change. Long thread, though, to be fair, isn't it? it goes on. Yeah, it is, but like, I don't even watch it because I'm like, I know the shit decisions. I've it's seen angers, yeah. I heard yeah. that Howard Webb sat at home and read that thread and thought, things need to, <laughs> cha- things need to change. Sharon, <laughs> <No. laughs> I need to go back well, into work tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we've Vinag- got to put a stop. V- Vinagre WWFC just t- tweeted this out. <laughs> I need to sort it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Majestic Neves has spoken, and you know what? It's time for change. <laughs> Got to put a stop to this. Yeah. But I mean, look, the decision—it's it's shit. The officials are shit. They're well below par, but it ain't going to change. So we just got to get on with it. Because if we play, we've played to our full potential. I know Georgia are not a very good team, we're a team of individuals. But if we play to our potential, we shouldn't be anywhere near the position we're in. And no. murderable tactic, tactics under Large, who should never have started the season anyway, didn't help. Bringing in Steve Davis, bless him, for a few games again, didn't help. Lopetegui's coming with big pedigree, and we had that new manager bounce, which I don't think is particularly gone, but needs to find a bit of consistency with him, what he's doing. It's... It, it, it's, yeah. you know... It, I don't think we can be blaming refereeing decisions. No, but unfortunately, what like we said earlier on the pod as well, football ain't paid on play on paper, is it? It's you know we have got good individual players, but you know, the, you know you look at there's been a lot of Wolves fans, myself included, who look at the Brentford side or the Fulham side, and you still have more Wolves players in a combined eleven than you would of these teams. They're not seventh, eight. even mm-hmm. Brighton players, hypothetically or arguably, would probably be pretty split still. Um, but look, that they play as a team, they win football games and put the ball in the back of the net. And again, I'll go back to it. If you don't score goals, you're banging trouble in this league. Any league for that fact. Yeah. Well, Thanks, Mark Lowen. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't score, you can't win a game. Mark Lowen, there you go. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the, my my favourite is that's an unstoppable penalty, but the keeper will feel he could have done better. Yeah. <laughs> that's the top of your comment you'd make with your goalkeeping expertise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I put Sarah a little bit of fault for the second, but obviously... George says I'm, I'm being a bit harsh. Yeah. You don't normally keep a stick together, but I feel like I'm just very anti goalkeeper. Mm. <laughs> so you yeah. always pick out the faults here. Yeah, mm. I mean, he could move his feet a bit quicker. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> One of the questions is about whether we need a new goalkeeper as well, but let's move on to the questions. So <laughs> thanks for those who sent in their questions via Twitter and Instagram. There's quite a lot of questions that are fairly duplicated, so we'll, we'll try and address. Uh, a lot of those. So Jack has asked, as it stands, what is the strongest starting eleven we have? As it seems that even our manager doesn't know it yet. So I think we're in agreement that Saar in goal. Yeah. Samedo, right back. Dawson, right centre half. Yeah. It's got. It has to be Kilman. You can't put anyone else in there. I know George's going to say Collins because he's heavily invested in the young Irishman's career. <laughs> <laughs> 
he can't go back on it now because he's been I'd, I'd be interested to see those two together because we haven't we haven't seen those two together have yeah. we? I'm no, telling you now lads Kilman Kilman's just not good enough and that, that's just the truth so I'd, I'd have Collins I feel, yeah. but I understand I'm going to get outvoted that's fine it's a democracy are we, talk, are we talking fully fit or what because you put would you put Bueno in there over 8 Nori I'd still have 8 Nori I think yes I'd have Bueno 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 okay I'd be fifty. I'd go with you, Dave. I'm fifty fit. I'd go eight Nori probably. So we split. Okay, Lamina you... for sure. Oh well, hold on. We need to sort this back four oh. out. Oh, sorry. So sorry. there's a dispute <laughs> over left back and center, left center half. So me and George say Bueno. You two say eight Nori. I'm happy to give up and play Kilman if we can have Bueno. Fine. Wait. So, so I think Colin should be in there instead of Kilman. I'd like Collins as well. Oh, you would? I'd, yeah, I'd like to see it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't rate no, Kilman no, that high. No, I think like Kilman's good. The, the strongest 11. I'd like to see quite a lot of things that are not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. um, like Dave work a day in his life. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I'm not bothered about left back. I think they're both good. You know, depends on the situation. Let's go Bueno. I, I'll stick with, I'll go with. Uh, Collins as well, then. Oh, oh there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'd be a shit politician, obviously. You know? <laughs> <laughs> go easy, love some twisted yeah. arm. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so the minute we've got Saar, Tomato, and sorry, from left to right, Bueno, Collins, Dawson, Tomato. Are we playing a 4 3 3? Yeah, just go 4 3 3. I think, we, I think okay. we've got it that So I think we're in agreement that. Neves and Lamina are your two starters. Yeah. Who's your third? Nunes, Matinho, or Joao Gomez? Joe Hodge, Booby. Booby, God, yeah. I'd go. It's uh, it's Nunes. It just is Nunes. I'd go Nunes. I'd go Nunes. I'd say it's Nunes. I think it's more balanced with Nunes in there. I'd like and to say again, Joe, uh, not Joe, Joe Gomez, sorry. We've only seen him have one game and I don't want to hype you up too much after the Jimenez Spurs game. <clears throat> Gash ever since. I thought Gomez was unbelievable at the weekend. I thought he was everywhere apart from the yeah. not tracking alien. And Lamina was poor as well, wasn't he? But Yeah. But Lamina started oh, in as like a sweeper, didn't he? Yeah, he played yeah. Like that three, yeah. Yeah, Nunes, I think. So Neves, Nunes and Lamina. Mm-hmm. This is the one, the front three, where it's completely up in the air. So, I think we're all in agreement that left wing is Huang. No, but it could be. It could be. Like, no, it's, it genuinely it's could be Huang. Yeah, I think it's Huang as well. I think genuinely, Hwang I think on... here, I think it's best we just name our front threes and then okay. we just see where we get to or who the co- common denominators are. Go on, man. Okay. My front. I'm the host. Go on, Jude. Oh, you're me to go. All right, so I'm going to go. And again, because I've said this on the pod for weeks, so I know that people are going to slag me, but I'll explain it. I was, if I'm starting a football game, fully fit, I'm going Sarabia, Cunha in the middle, Huang on the left. See, and can I? And Troyore is my finisher. Troyore is far better off the bench than a starter. And I'll have that argument with anyone. So that's why Troy was on the bench. However, Troy probably is our biggest goal threat, in my opinion. 
So I still wouldn't start him. <laughs> Just following on from George, our best performance this season, Liverpool at home, was Sarabia, Huang, Cunha. So there is an argument for it, but and it also included that sort of Nunes asymmetric Huang out wide Sarabia. So I think if we're going to the bottom half team, I'm going four two three one, and I'm going Cunha, Jimenez, and then probably Sarabia, Huang, because I, I like that link up with with Cunha and Jimenez. But if we're just going for a three, oh, I want to get him in there, but oh, I beg your pardon. Him, him, <laughs> I'll listen to this on audio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jimenez, Jimenez, Cunha, Sarabia. Possibly that worked well at Fulham as You're well. You're just trying to shoe on your boy into the start. Yeah, we, were, we played well at Fulham, I thought. Was that? Yeah. It's played well. Finney's finished, mate. Finney's absolutely He's not off. Yeah, no, I'm going with that. Yeah. I'll go with that. We've seen it once and we got a draw. It's a dub. Okay, that's fair. I think I want to see more from Huang. He could have potentially getting there, but I'm going him and Cunha Sarabia. <laughs> what world are we living in where Huang is endured strongest 11? <laughs> All right, it's so bad it's got. But I generally think he was unreal in that game, though, wasn't he? Oh, I genuinely think since the World Cup, and again, I know he's been injured and stuff, and he got injured again. I think he has probably, I think he's been really good. The yeah. praise should so, be as loud as the disrespect, Jord. <laughs> but I'll be, I, like I said before, I probably went, I haven't gone completely 180 on him. I still think he's got a first touch like a trampoline. Um, <laughs> but he's. Quite effective. So, yeah, that, like I say, I think I'm quite comfortable more front through. Dave? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm probably going Cunha Jimenez, Saravia. Yay! Same as... Oh. Yeah. I like... <sighs> Uh, I, I just I think with Huang that, that front three Huang in there as well. I know Jimenez, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not Jimenez isn't the bit you know best goal scorer in the world, but I just don't genuinely can't see the goals in that team. How about yeah. we take Nunes out, put Cunha in the ten, and we've got a spare space for a winger? This question is going to take a while, isn't it? <laughs> I think we've looked better when we four four two. Yeah, uh, to be fair, that Liverpool game was the best we've looked in a long, long time. So I am, uh, you know, I don't think we're ever going to agree on a full eleven. No, no. A Mars music show has asked after the lead. Why here we go? Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, Dave, where can people find you? Should they wish to follow you, mate? <laughs> um, so I think Huang, Cunha, and Sarabia. Which is what me and George said. You two said you we're two not, said the same not, as well, didn't you? We're not fighting over it. No, we've we both him and his him and his in. So let's 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 agree. Sarin Sarabia goal. and Cunha are both in. Sarabia and Cunha are both in. So it's either Huang or Jimenez. Jimenez. You're right, Bilson. I'm happy to. I'm happy to take. I'm happy to get Huang out for Jimenez. I have always said that. Yeah. <laughs> You're <laughs> happy. I'd, I'd rather play trial over Jimenez. Yeah, but this but is then, a democracy. It's yeah, three versus this one. This is democracy. Happy. No, no, it's look. This is a. This is a. 21st century and it's a democracy like like we said so 
we'll have to start with Jimenez up front. Just know so, that you're all wrong. So we've agreed that Talking Wolves is strongest 11. It's Jose Sarr in goal, Hugo Bueno at left back, Collins, Dawson as your centre-back partnership, Samedo at right back, Nunes, Neves and Lamina in midfield. And then your front three is Cunha, Jimenez and Sarabia. Do you think this is a bit harsh on Kilman or not? I don't no really shit. agree. I don't, yeah, we'll go with it. It's a democracy <laughs> team, that. There you go, next question. Lads, lads, I promise you, he's rubbish. Just watch, honestly, go back I'll and watch some extended highlights. He's you think, not very good. Depending on what league we're in, George, do you think he'll be our starting centre-half next year if we're in the Prem? No, it shouldn't be either. Like, if, if we... Okay, like, I know there was all these clamours and stuff for him to be playing for England and stuff. All of a sudden... Craig Dawson's played for six weeks. If it's all Dawson for England now, it was Cody for England. Like Kilburn is not better than I can name real off. Even when everyone's saying he should play for England, I'd rather have Ben Mee, Tarkovsky, uh, Pinnock, Dunk, Webster. Going. There's so many did better English. You know honestly, it, it, you he know Pinnock. He's a yeah. Pinnock Jamaican. He's English, isn't he? He's, I think he's English born, isn't he? I think you're fine. <laughs> oh, man. This could backfire massively on me here. I'm pretty yeah, sure, I'm pretty sure it's, it's FIFA cards, yeah, Jamaican. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Wes Morgan in all yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> Ethan Pinnock. I think Ethan yeah, He's representing Jamaica. Good. Yeah, I was really scared. Yeah. I had to search that quickly oh. because I thought that was going to backfire yeah. on me massively. Then. Yeah. <laughs> so where was he born? Where was he born? In Jamaica? He was born in England. England. No, he was born in England. Oh, yeah. So he's done yeah. an Andre Gray and a Mikel Antonio. So he, yeah, was, he yeah, could have yeah. played for England. There you go. Yeah, he played no, for England C team back in 2016. Yeah. So. Kilman goes on a major little run every now and again. Everyone's like, oh, look at him. He played futsal for England. How good is he? Bloody blah. He's a centre off and he ain't very good at being a centre off. And that. Pinnock's oh, 29. Anyone wants to have a chat with about it? 29. Yeah. Yeah, I'm shocked at Ethan Pinnock being 29. He's done, a, he's done a Kilman, to be fair. He played for Dorwich Hamlet until 2016. Mad, um, oh, yeah. mad rise good for him oh, yeah. um, <laughs> Amar's music shows us after the Leeds game is the first not great English uh, this is the first time this season where I think we might get relegated if we do does Lopetegui stay <laughs> I think he does well it does like a little bit of a Rafa, Rafa Benitez. Benitez yeah that's yeah, what I, I feel like, that's what I think as well because yes he won the Europa League at Sevilla but he left really under a bit of a cloud. I know the fans still appreciated him, but didn't do very well towards the end. Comes straight to England, takes the team down. I think he'll want to stay and rebuild the reputation. Mm, I think he'll stay as well. Yeah, I've got a feeling he would, but I don't know whether that's just optimism, like blind optimism. I don't know. Yeah, 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 we'll say he will. But is it optimism if he takes us down? Great point. <laughs> um, uh, I just think we go down in the championship. Neil Warnock, twelve months. Who says no? Oh, mm. Get in. Mm. Not me. Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who says? No? Mike, Mike Allen has asked his top four now out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> what top top four of the bottom half? Yeah. <laughs> probably say so, so. It's probably yeah. mathematically still possible though. Um, yeah. Adrian has asked, do you think Totti deserves a chance over Collins? I like his aggression and he gives his all when given the chance. I'm not a big fan. Mm. But I think he could maybe, because he's left-footed, isn't he? I wouldn't be adverse yeah. to giving him a shout over Kilman for the balance. 
yeah. I don't think he's been. I don't think he's been atrocious whenever he's played, but I, I think you can still tell he just. He gives me still so the ball at his feet. Yeah, yeah, he played well in the cup, didn't he? It's just a yeah with the ball at his feet that's probably worse than Kilman and Collins. But mm. if you're playing a three, you could give him, maybe give him more of a chance, but probably not yet. But you're shoehorning him in because there's another defender next to him. Yeah, and that's yeah. when you know you're probably not a very good centre half. Mm. Yeah. Um, Cotter has asked so far my season ticket has cost £25 a goal in the South Bank what's the worst value for money you have ever experienced <laughs> probably when I had to pay for them scooters in, in Belgium because I fucking paid for it never went on it but that was your fault mate you couldn't... <laughs> we hired some electric skin out a lot before you used to have in Birmingham we hired uh, those to get away from a few youths trying to train of course was quite a bit of bother and Dave just couldn't stand up on it. And like I'm not fantastic on a bike, but I don't know if you've ever been on these scooters, Jordan Finn, but they're quite easy to use. Like once you yeah. get going, they're fine. Yeah. And Dave just could uh, not stand up. I've got dreadful <laughs> Yeah, I'm not good with balance either. Yeah. So what's Probably the worst is. value from one of you've ever experienced, Jordan? Your barber. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be honest with you. I'm trying to think of something quite bad. Um I would say Ocean Beach Club in Ibiza was a bad oh, you've been there. waste of money. I have been there and I fucking regretted it. I went once, I'll oh, never man. go back. Did you have a picture of Wayne Lineker? Absolutely not, no. no. <laughs> um, it's very pretentious in there. It's everything that you think it is. Just yeah. people, that, yeah, pool parties where no one even goes anywhere near the water because they want to look all glam. Um, drinks overpriced, average music, knobheads, weekend millionaires. Yeah, just. Do not recommend it. <laughs> Glowing review. <laughs> I haven't got anything to that level. I don't think I'm, I'm. I'm looking through my photos to see like if there's anything I've spent money on that I regret, but I can't. I've got a picture of Patrick Catrone. Does that count? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, well. that's probably correct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't know. Probably wool shirts as well. If you buy one at the start of the season, uh, yeah, no, I'll true. tell you one. I'll tell you one, Matt, because um, I went in the club shop at the weekend. Um, you know, I got that Wolves Castor, you know, the big Castor logo with the Wolves yeah. thing. And they normally like, they sold out in like five minutes the first time. So mine was wonky and I never returned your it. Your Ted can't score on the front, didn't it? Instead of Castor. <laughs> <laughs> it says Wolves, actually. But, um, <laughs> it's the same thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's wonky. So I thought, well, I can't return it because there's no there's none for them to exchange it because they're all sold out. And they're putting back in stock and now it's too late for me to return it. So I've ended up with a wonky hoodie for 65 quid, which still, to be fair, £25 a goalie probably still beats me. But yeah. that one annoyed me this weekend. I'll probably say mine was, I don't know if anyone's ever been to Vegas, but I had a yeah. meal in the Mandalay Bay. Uh, for my birthday, right at the top floor on the on the bar. I mean, like lovely setting, but I think it cost us about one hundred and fifty dollars per head, and it was like a microwave meal. It was mm. absolutely gash, yeah. um, and then it was like eighteen pound a beer. So, yeah, that was the worst value for me. Yeah. But the view was nice, so probably not as bad as as, as the, the Castor hoodie. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Daniel Mitchell has asked what is going on with defending set pieces lately. We've been punished the last few games, but have been lucky perhaps before that. I think I think Dawson helps a lot in combating that. But we're a small team on average. Yeah, think, we are. Yeah. We always oh, small teams team, so 
You think you you know you think normally your biggest players you two centre halves, but then in the case of Newcastle, you had Dan Burn to that. You know, other teams yeah, you have one or two Isaac. big cent- yeah central midfielders. Newcastle had Isaac yeah as well. So yeah, we're just quite a small team on average. So yeah, that's one thing again that maybe needs to be addressed. Yeah, it's only really Jimenez, isn't there? Apart from that, um, Traore is good defending set pieces. I think it, it doesn't really matter where you. You know, you know, he can't hit the ball properly, but he, he, I think he attacks the ball well. Mm. Um, got a great leap on him, but apart from the the, the two midfield, uh, the two defences, you are a, you are a small team. So, um, Adama number thirty-seven as well. I tell you, you didn't get a lot wrong on Saturday. Johnny played as no eight Nuri, and we were uh, as no eight Nuri. We were the better side. Poor finishing and abysmal defending. He can't really control. Agree or disagree? Uh... The end bit, poor finishing, abysmal defending, he can't probably control as much. But the giant, the eight Nori thing's his fault, so that one mm-hmm. doesn't really count. And I'd say Pedence and Neto were wrong calls. Um, but yeah, I, I, the end bit, I agree with. He can't, he can't do it for him, can he? But I still think he got a few bits wrong. I can't say there's been a team sheet in a long time where I've gone, yep, yeah, that's what I would have done. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd add to that as well. I completely agree with what you said there, Finn. I would add to that as well, that I think that... Lamina, Neves and Joe Gomez as a midfield three at home against a, t- a relegation rival is nowhere near offensive enough and nowhere near brave enough. As as well as Joe Gomez played, I don't think it's as offensive enough for me. And I don't I think he's a little bit naive personally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh XREM seventeen has asked, Do you think we need a new goalkeeper for next season, I'd imagine? I don't think it's like top of my wish, wish list, to be honest. Nah, depends. Who's out. I don't think you go out of the way just to do it. Goalkeeper's such a hard one normally. You'd have to go to a top top team and obviously more than likely a starter from another team to make a big big upgrade on Saar. So, again, I don't think it'd be top, like you just said, it wouldn't be top of my wish list, but we'll wait and see. He gives, me kittens, per- he gives me kittens personally, but he's been a lot better since the World Cup. I don't think he. I think he massively overperformed last season, and I think mm-hmm. he sort of has sort of levelled out a little bit in terms of actually what he is as a goalkeeper this season, which is a decent Premier League keeper who has got a rick in him, in my opinion. Um, like I do agree though. Like to get a good goalkeeper, you're going to have to spend money, and we've got bigger priorities this summer. Alfie Brownlee has asked, is Fabio Silva our best number nine? <laughs> I think going off form this season, you'd have to take a claim that he is. Possibly. If you're going off goals, he's 20 times better or 25 times better than all of them. So. <laughs> mm. uh, be interesting to see what happens with him next season because I think part of me obviously wants to give him a chance and I think he could be the starter, but it's a big step up again. I think mm. if you know if we're still in the Premier League, it's a big, big step up. Mm. Aaron has asked Pedro Neto why is he anywhere near the starting line right now? In his starts, he's had he's been anonymous, then hooked at half time. I think it goes that boils down to the same problem under Large. You play him on the right, he's ineffective. He's not cute enough to play inside. He's best getting down to the byline and whipping a ball in. Yeah, he, he kept trying. He was doing my head in. That was on Saturday. He was every time he got the ball down the right side, he tried to cut in every time. His right foot's good enough to stand on. That's about it. 
Yeah, but <laughs> but even if you if you get wide, just just drive down the byline then, as as in like drive mm. down towards goal instead yeah. of cutting in. Um, it could, like he did against Southampton during lockdown. You know when he, he cut mm. in and then he opened himself up and and killed it. In. So I don't. Yeah, I understand you want to build in fitness, but I don't. I would rather start with somebody that you know you're going to get a good impact from for like sixty minutes, and then worry about bringing him on. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. start the game with him. I think yeah. the the end of that question's right as well, isn't it? It's an area where we're stopped, so it's not a position where we needed to rush him back. Um, mm. So he makes a good point. I don't there. think he's. I don't think he's that good on the ball. No, like, I, don't I, I think he's quite. I think limited, harsh. But you get what I'm trying to say. He's like you look at compared to like Sarabia. Who he's just a uh, technically, and he gets a lot of stick. I'm not sure why. Like, technically, really gifted with the ball at his feet, doesn't really put a foot wrong. Whereas Neto is your explosive, fantastic for counter-attacking football, great at getting to the byline and and whipping a ball in and committing defenders. Not great in possession. Do you argue that he was again during lockdown the best player in a very bad bunch, and that's what sort of held a Costa syndrome. Yeah, almost that sort of thing. So now he's almost <laughs> set himself a really high standard and then had mm. two pretty long-term injuries. And it's going to take him a long time, I think, to get back to that standard. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think he was a... You are right, but I still think it wasn't just he was a good in a in a bad bunch. Like, I think he was better than that. The injuries, we don't know what impact that's had on him. But he, it's like with Nunes. If you keep playing someone in the wrong position, they're going to not perform. Yeah, he's much better on the left, for sure. Mm. I think there's an argument to say he's just not that guy anymore. You know, he's had a di- yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, What's your good <laughs> but no, I just think you've had he dislocated his knee, Captain E, and then he had another yeah. injury, and they're really tough. No, nah, it was patella, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he's shattered the patella, which is even worse. Patella is your kneecap, isn't it? No, yeah, it's underneath, it? it's a tendon underneath your kneecap. Same thing. I'd say it's the same thing. Well, anyway, yeah. I just think those sort of injuries for someone who's a very dynamic winger, it's going to just hinder you a little bit to be able to the game. So, yeah, I just don't think he's going to be what he was before, unfortunately. You are right that it's the bone above your kneecap, but I thought he'd done the patella tendon. But that makes sense if he did. Did he shatter his kneecap? I think he shattered it, didn't he? He shattered the patella. It might have shattered if the, if it's the if it's the patella tendon, it might have shattered the tendon and I don't think you can shatter. I mean, well, you know, yeah, I mean. it's like an episode of Holby City. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway, basically, basically he fucked his knee. He fucked his knee up. And yeah, he, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it, it, he's been playing out, out of position, but. Remember when Nuno played him with that big strap round his knee? Was it against Fulham? Yeah, Fulham away, yeah. Everyone absolutely mad. (laughs) Not great. Uh, Last question is from Jack Gipper. Top three holiday destinations. Should we say places we've been? We can't just make it up, can we? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, but you you might think, oh, yeah, I like the look of Florida, but you never fucking beat him. Um. We're talking summer holiday or just general, you know. Any destination. New York. Too much, just... New York. Recency was, bias, was, that is. Yeah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. New York. Uh, I think Vegas, I've, I've done Vegas. I think it's worth going to. I don't think I'd rush back there after I've been there once. But I think it's worth experiencing. Um, 
and and big bias here, Malta. Treat yourself. Whereabouts in Malta do you recommend? Valletta. It's only it's only about as big as Wolverhampton. So wherever you stay, make sure it's <laughs> a half decent resort. Very little sandy beaches to try and get near to one of them. So I reckon your two choices, Finn and Jordan, are going to be like extra. These are mad. Finn could go first. <laughs> um, if we're just with Dave saying, does it have to be summer holidays? One that I didn't do in summer, which I think everyone should do, is the Ice Hotel. That was unreal in Sweden. Um, and they build it, it melts, and then they build it back different every year. So it'll always be a different one. But I've done that That's as a one off. And I, I, uh, Iceland as well was unreal in, for that type of holiday. Um, but we went dead early on. Apparently, it's dead crowded now. But when we went, yeah, it was lovely. Um, I love my little south of France. We drive down to the south of France like every other year, um, like right, right on the border. But Florida was unreal for, well, apart from like you turn on the news and it's like some mad gunman running across roofs every day or whatever. And it's like it's a bit scary. But like actual Disney and Universal and that are unreal. Um, Maldives is top though. That Literally, you go out into the sea and it's, it's just like up. a rainbow. It's just a Is rainbow. Anyway, right? hasn't been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd go ISO Sweden for the ice hotel, south of France you can't beat it, and yeah, Maldives just for the sea. I'm not a sea person, but you got there. It's like finding Nemo, literally like finding Nemo. It's like picking out all the ones from finding Nemo. <laughs> so, I, I've looked at the Maldives. What it's been? It's like 14 hours, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's not good for the. I need extra leg room. Put it that way. It's, yeah, it's it's, a, it's a yeah. tricky. It's like. You have to get a plane. It's normally to Dubai. So you get a plane to Dubai, Dubai to the main island in the Maldives, and then a seaplane, one of those, like, one of those proper scary ones. My mum's not good with flying, let alone on those little ones where the guy, the pilot, just walks through with his flip flops on and a fag, and he's like, all right, guys. (laughs) Yeah, it's tricky, but it's worth it. It is worth it once you get there. George, Antigua up there? Um, I should probably say yes, should I? Um, yeah. As soon yeah. as you get married, yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. hope so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no, but, no, no. <laughs> I've told you this before. No one's been invited to anything yet. For no what it's worth, we wouldn't have come anyway. So. <laughs> well, there you go. That's good. There you go. I was busy um, watching Forest Wolves that week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would go Costa Rica number one by a Ooh. long way. Costa Rica was unbelievable. I was there for three weeks. Travelled around the island, just. Yeah, beaches, nature, um, just everyone's just really chilled out. It's it's just a really good place. I recommend it to anyone. Um, Costa Rica. I would go with Iceland as well. Reykjavik, I like Reykjavik a lot. Did you eat any shark, George? I didn't eat any shark. Oh mate, that's awful. But apart from that, it stinks of egg everywhere. Yeah, the sea does smell a little bit. Yeah. Um, Apart from that. Yeah, apart from that. Yeah, it's a nice place to go. (laughs) Different. And then I would probably say, hmm, uh, I would probably go with, I'm not going to say Antigua, I'll save that for next year um, as an answer, but I would go with Riviera Maya. I quite enjoyed that. Oh, that's where I'm hopefully going in September. I've there just been go. as well. Yeah, I was, that was my outside shot. I didn't Where's play that? Jem will be angry. Right. That's the only way Mexico. Mexico. So it's like about an hour and a half from Cancun. Um, yeah, it's unreal. But it's, oh, Cancun. Um, Good. Uh, but um, yeah, they've, they've got a lot of. Um, I really like like they've got loads of like different experiences and stuff. We went to like a spider monks monkey sanctuary. Um, Zha was really good, which is like a natural like water park, super so good nice. as well. So I'd recommend it. Yeah, the snow is and all that as well. So yeah, I'd go with. And the, a wonder yeah. of the world. 
if people are looking to take those two hours from Chichen Itza, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Good. I should have, I actually I've just realized I should have said Tel Aviv, but that's yeah, Tel Aviv's good as well if people want to go. Yeah. Don't yeah. listen to Love the news the all the time. Help <laughs> the work. <laughs> <laughs> you uh you like the birds in Costa Rica, don't you, Jude? <laughs> I, like, I like I like to be honest with you, I liked everything in Costa Rica. Yeah, the birds were great and everything else was good. They've as got well. like they've got like the toucans, haven't they? And go on Costa Rica. <laughs> go on, <Lenny. laughs> Oh, I think that's uh, a fitting way to end the podcast. Gents, it's I'd say it's been a pleasure. It hasn't because Wolves haven't won, but I've still enjoyed it. Chewing the fat nonetheless. Podcast next week or not? To podcast or not to podcast? There's no game to review. There's a game to yeah, preview. There's no Cody though. in the squad. Let's not do it. Yeah. No, let's leave it. Well deserved, but well earned. I mean, I've just come back from a little break. Oh, I haven't done more top three this yeah, time. Yeah. 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 Vegas. The Algarve. Villamora. And right. I'm not one of these golf wankers like George, but it's just unreal. George will vouch for that, won't you? It's unreal, and the golf is unreal as well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd probably say Budapest for a city break. Cheap. It can be quite warm. Lots to do. Lots to see. Benny Dorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Benny Dorm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we yeah. had uh, Wolves doing the old South Korea tour as well. They I weren't doing that if we get out there. Uh, no, yeah, definitely not. I'll be interested to see you know, if we stay up. There's the summer break as well. I'm keeping my eye on. See where it is. Mm. I don't think they'll ever top. In terms of places, like you can, I don't think they'll ever be able to top Benidorm unless they do that again. Unless they want to retain the... What cup was it? What was it called? No one knows. It was that irrelevant. So. Yeah. Sticky there was cup, a cup at what last summer? There was a cup in the Benidorm, yeah. We won the trophy, <laughs> did we? I didn't even know there was yeah. a cup. What was it yeah. called now? What was it? The place called Alicante. I kept calling it Alcudia, wasn't I? Yeah, Alicante. <laughs> it was the that's uh, a terrorist organization for Afghanistan. They were. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think what it was called. Uh, thing, but yeah, we won, we won some sort of cup. Let's just call it the Sticky Vicky yeah. Shield for yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't even know what's called. Yeah. Just, just before we go, oh. if I know it's all doom and gloom, but if we are to go down, which I don't think we will, from that match day squad on Saturday, who stays? The eleven Does, or the? No, the whole squad. Does Jose Sar stay? No. Does Nelson Semedo stay? No. no. Does Craig Dawson stay? Yes. yes. Does Max Kilman stay? Yes. Yeah. Probably not. Stay? I think he gets sold. No. no. Does Ruben Neves stay? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Does Joao Gomez stay? Yes. Yeah. Does Mario no. Lamina stay? No. Yes. Oh. I think Gomez would go and Lamina would end up staying just because of age and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. Does yeah. Daniel Pedence stay? No, I fucking hope not. <laughs> Does Raul Jimenez stay or Jimenez, as he's most affectionately known? Be the hero, that would be lovely, but probably not. I don't think so. Be mad if he would, but I don't think he will. Mm. Does Pedro Neto stay? Nope, possibly. I don't know. I think he'd give us six months. Mm. Probably not, though. 
Does Nathan Collins stay? Yeah. Yeah. Does Mateus Cunha stay? <laughs> Got no choice. No, I think he's going to loan him out. I, I think it's a yeah, really weird situation. Yeah. Does Pablo Sarabia stay? No. 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 Totti? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Got four centre halves, eh? Got a... <laughs> yes, Dan Bentley stays. Yeah. Yeah. Mateus? No. No. Joao no. Martinez? No. 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 Diego Costa contract extension? No. 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 Adama Traore contract extension? No. 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 Julian Lopetegui? We've got about six players there. Get in. <laughs> We've got four centre-halves and a Joao Gomez. <laughs> um, you think Fabio would stay? No. No. Oh, it'd be, what a season that would be. Get four. I still, I still, I'm still not convinced Fabio stays if, in the summer anyway, even if we stay up. So I think, he, like I said a few t- weeks ago, I think he comes back saying, "I want to be here, but I want to be your f- his first choice striker." And I don't think we're going to blame him. Anyone guarantees? No, I think he'll be off. Mm. In my opinion, anyway. Interesting, interesting. Dave, where can people find you? Should they wish to follow you, mate? At Dave as a party on Instagram and Twitter. And LinkedIn, obviously. The big one. Finn? Uh, Finn is everywhere. F-I-N-E-R-R-Z. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, trying to stay. I think for a week now, I think I'll stay off Twitter just because the last few days. Yeah, I would just, as well. Right, yeah. So. But you can follow me if you want. There'll just be nothing there. George? Um, so it's Dazzling Dave. No, no. It's George was seven. George was seven. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, and of course LinkedIn. I'll do actually. Well, now I've said Daz and Dave, I think it is what the Leeds fans are doing. I think it's unfair, and the Wolves fans leave him alone. He's doing his job. He wants to do what he wants to do. We've had it do four, man. Thing. Yeah, no, it's it is. No, he's not. He's not hurting anyone. Let him do his own thing. That's fine. For well, I was going to bring it up, and I agree. I just just let people like. If you don't like it, that's fine. Just like scroll okay, past. Man. Like I don't like vlogging. Finn, no offense. Like Sorry, I mate. don't really. I don't really find I've done it, it in about three years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't find it particularly entertaining, but I also, it doesn't make my blood boil. Like, if yeah. people want to do it, get on with it. Like, it, it's fine. Let people do what people want to do. So Speaking of, um, on, on, of on blood our, boil, George, what are your thoughts on Pedence just posting a picture of the bicycle kick that um, he blasted into the North? Bank he hasn't. Before. He has, he has. He's on his Instagram and he's okay. going to. <laughs> Has he? Well, if you'd have fucking edited it across the box to the four open guys, five yards across the box, you might have scored. He's, Why is he honestly, posting that? Oh, he's just a fucking... He's a fucking idiot. Get rid of him. Honestly, he pisses me off. I don't want to see him it's in cool, a match day squad again. I don't care. Well, he didn't score, did he? He put it in the fucking fruit and veg aisle at Asda. Move Why did I post... <laughs> if I lost a game, I would not post a picture. Why are they posting pictures? He's put. He's oh. done like. Uh, he's done like numerous pictures. Let me just have a look for. Yeah, but they're all like pointless. There's one of him dribbling on the ball, the bicey. One of him looking into the distance, and then one of him doing a post-match interview. I've gained nothing from it. Yeah, has he got? Has he put a picture in there of a completed no, the, pass? I don't think so. The, there's no motivational quote either. Uh, Bed. He, to be fair though, he, he very rarely posts a um, a caption. Mm. Okay, maybe he does. He hasn't done for the last two. Three. Yeah. Mm. Oh well. Uh, what a lovely what a lovely thing to end the podcast on. I'm mad. <laughs> sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you've got well I don't think you've got him started again now. 
He was calming down. <laughs> Literally, my blood pressure just dropped back down to normal now. And I'm back again. Go for a nap. Yeah. There's been no <laughs> jobs about his missus either this week. <laughs> no. I know. Well, she's yeah. away this week as well. So, yeah, there you go. Home alone. Wait. No last what of us. Bed. Bed. Mm. Try to bed. Mm. Try to bed. Where is the missus this week? She's working away. <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, she's, in a, she's on a project management course in Leeds. There you go. Oh, not Leeds. After all we've said about Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, M. Cooper writes on Twitter, Matt Cooper writes YouTube, all the other socials. Uh, we are talking walls across all social media, including LinkedIn. If you are a Leeds fan and you've got to this stage of the podcast, firstly, thank you. Secondly, why? Um, get please yeah. don't leave a comment because we, we don't really care um, <laughs> however if you have enjoyed the podcast do drop it a like if you're new here subscribe um, and until next time which is probably going to be after the Forest game now unless there's a clamour for another podcast in the comments um, hopefully we're coming back with three points on the board and pictures of Gibbs White in tears it's unlikely probably pictures of us four in tears instead <laughs> but until next time enjoy yourself and take care Thank <laughs> you.